Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Brian Irwin, two-time state championship high school football coach in the state of Texas. It's time for Lunch with the Coach, brought to you by Laura Baker of Keller Williams. Uh, each and every Monday, Brian and I get together and talk a little bit about the Longhorns game on Saturday uh, and try to dissect some things that Brian saw. Brian was in the stadium uh, in Eamon Carter on Saturday evening. I uh, saw a whale of a game, obviously, Brian. Uh, Texas comes away the victor, uh, nine and one now for the Longhorns, uh, but uh, it was a uh, heart stopper of sorts uh, for the Longhorns. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, what a great environment, beautiful stadium, uh, like we talked about last week. I, this is the third year in a row I've been uh, to the TCU game. Um, not third year in a row, third time I was at TCU, so the last six years. And um, I, I love the stadium. Uh, the environment's incredible. It's loud. Uh, it's 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 pretty intimidating. I mean, it's a loud, raucous crowd. And and uh, early on, especially, it, it's a tough place to play. The energy that TCU was playing with was was probably unlike they played in, in a long time this year. Uh, so yeah, tough environment, tough crowd. Everybody's jazzed up. Night game, cool weather. Uh, you know, we had all our beautiful white uniforms, and I mean, I, it's it's it was it was scenic, it was pageantry. So, uh, great thing we got off to a fast start. So, you and I talked before uh, we recorded this, and wanted to go over. You you listed a, a few things to really that you wanted to talk about. Let's start with uh, a theme that's occurred really lately, and during Steve Sarkeesian's tenure, and that's Texas. You know. Teams are racing these large leads from yeah. the Texas team, uh, not just against U of H in, in Houston, but against uh, Kansas State and now uh, against uh, uh, against TCU as well. What do you think the root cause of that is? Is it defense? Is it offense? Is it a mix of all things? What are some of the things that you that you think are, are playing into that for the Longhorns? You know, the first thing I would say is a mix of all things because it's it's a team sport and it's it's. It's three phases, and uh, you know if the offense doesn't get it done, then we expect the defense to come out and get the stop and get it done. But, but right now, I think the main root cause is our lack of ability in production on third and fourth and short. Our our short yardage offense is is. I mean, I, I'm having I'm having a hard time explaining this. It, it's frustrating. It's 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 on the verge of atrocious. Um, we're, we're you know we're Two of nine the other night from from you know third or fourth down and short, uh, we're not getting it done. Uh, we're we're procedure penalties on you know third and one inside the ten yard line. Uh, we got a chance third and this far, you know, and then all of a sudden we get a five yard penalty. We're moved back. We got to kick a field goal, and uh, the the third downs, fourth downs and shorts not converting and and moving the chains in those situations ultimately is what's erasing these deficits because then we're either punting or we're kicking field goals. We're getting it right back to them. And now they're in a different mode because they're playing from behind and, and they're throwing the ball every now. So if they get hot, they get on a roll, get some momentum, start playing with tempo. We're on our heels. We're having a hard time getting calls in and they, you know, they score that fast. So um, I, I'm pinning on the offenses, third down, fourth down, short yardage, lack of production. And it's true. You're right. They were two of eight uh, on uh, Friday. All right. On Saturday on third and four or shorter uh, two of eight. I mean, that, that, that would be bad for just regular third down percentage from anywhere, yeah. but from third and four, four or shorter, you would think they'd be much, much higher uh, than yeah. that. 
uh, as well. And uh, O of one on fourth downs with that the red cat just not working out uh, for the Longhorns. And you're right. I mean, they they were stopped on two third and shorts in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that stymied dr- two drives for the Longhorns. Uh, so I, I get it. Uh, that that was an opportunity for Texas to really take hold of the football game. Well, Bobby, we're moving from we're moving from from south to north. I remember that. I, I think it was the third quarter, uh, but we're moving from south to north. And we thought a pass to X. X catches it and he, he steps out of bounds. Well, first they call it a first down. They reviewed it, and we came up about that far short. So that's third and literally nine inches. I'm like, cool. We got two downs. No big deal. We get stuffed on third down. We don't get the we don't get the nine inches on, on third down. Now it's fourth down. We're gonna go for it. We shift tight end in the wing over, and I think it was Christian Jones that had a legal procedure penalty. So now it's it's fourth and five yards and nine inches. So now we've got to kick the field goal, kick the field goal, and and so when you're kicking field goals, the opponent's gonna have a chance to to, to make a comeback. When you're punting, the opponent's gonna have a chance. So it's the little bitty things that that championship ball clubs. It's third and third and nine inches. You're getting it. Period. Yep, I agree. I get it. And I Sark's Sark has mentioned this as a an issue that he needs to go back and and keep working hard on. I don't think it, there's any doubt about that. That uh, it's a reality. I want to ask you next about Jordan Whittington uh, and his play. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor uh, at Lunch with the Coach. Uh, guys, brought to you by Laura Baker, the Keller Williams realtor in the Austin area. If you are buying, selling, or wanting to move homes in the Austin area, give Laura a shout. Uh, she is customer service first and a big longhorn at heart. Laura at andyallenteam.com, 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. Laura, uh, we appreciate you very much. Uh, Brian, uh, next question I had for you, Jordan Whittington's play. You know, I wrote on Sunday that that I thought that that was part of what is leading this team right now. The defensive line on the defense are the leaders of the team. The wide receiver group mm-hmm. are the leaders of the team on mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? And, and furthermore, what, what did you make of Jordan Whittington's play uh, well, on Saturday? 100%. I was in the stadium. So you always wonder when you're watching the game, Bob, in the stadium, you see certain things and and you wonder what what folks on TV can see, and and that was one of the things I was hoping you could see. And when I read your your uh, article about that, I'm like, man, Bobby hit it spot on. They're spot on because I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if you can see that on TV, but my gosh, live, he he misses the tackle on the interception return. He gets up, you know, thirty yards back down the field. He makes the the, the rake and, and and the strip causes the ball to get out. The guy we're throwing to, Xavier Worthy, you know, 50 yards down the field, he comes back, he's the one that recovers the fumble. So you're exactly right. The receiving core is doing what they need to do, coming up with big plays. Obviously, the play Adam and I had, you know, on third and 12 at the end of the game. But uh, Jordan Winnington, one of my all-time favorite guys, I, I, I believe he needs to touch the ball six, eight times a game. He's not getting it right now. We've got to get the ball in his hands somehow, whether it's, whether it's a, you know, a bubble screen, a hit screen out, out wide, Getting the ball in the backfield, hand it off to him, get put him in the backfield, and release him, you know, on some on some choice or option routes. I just think the guy can do things with the ball in his hands. And and I read uh, this weekend that maybe he's not 100 healthy, and I didn't know that. Um, but um, you know, if he's getting healthier, he's a guy we got to get the ball. He's 
He is a captain. He is a leader. He is the he's the heartbeat of of what we're all about in in the transition and in the culture that Sark's building. I mean, he's a number one guy in line as far as being uh, a guy that we're gonna I think one day say he's he was responsible for turning this thing around. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I I felt like you mentioned Adonai Mitchell's catch, uh, third and twelve. Oh. Sark said we got one way to get this. And he, he said in the post-game presser that he knew he was going to get single coverage out with Adonai Mitchell. Quinn threw it up, and boy, what an unbelievable body control catch from Adonai Mitchell. What a great catch. What a great throw. And, you know, I'm sure that was a situation where we're, we've got a route concept called, depending on the coverage, depends on where the ball goes. In that situation, we had man coverage, um, you know, no safety threat over the top of, of getting over the top of it like previously in the game when they got over the top and intercepted on the deep ball against Xavier. In that situation, they didn't have a safety that could get over the top. We make the throw one-on-one on the outside. Um, Quinn splashed it down perfectly about two yards from the sideline. And and Adonai's got – his body control is, is amazing. His catch radius is amazing. So um, he's a neat guy to watch. Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, that was a, you know, when you, you're you looking at punting and going back on defense, and that's the next piece that I wanted to talk to you about. The fourth quarter defense of the Longhorns mm-hmm. gave up 20 points mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to uh, TCU on Sunday. Is that just a case of them getting hot, the other team getting hot? Is it, you know, finally that they break through and all of a sudden we don't respond enough with uh, with scores of our own? And it just gets, you know, the snowball gets rolling downhill against the defense. What what did you see on the Longhorns' defense uh, on, on Saturday night? I think, yeah, the, them getting hot, uh, us not possessing the ball on offense. Uh, we, we just didn't possess it and, and help our defense get off the, you know, get some rest, um, you know, eat the clock a little bit more where maybe instead of them getting three possessions, they only get two possessions. Again, it's a team sport. It's not all on the defense. I think they get hot. Um, they get comfortable. Their quarterback made some great throws. He's a good, young, talented kid. And, um, you know, their receivers are talented. TCU's got a lot of speed. The running back from TCU, Bobby, was dynamite. Uh, I think he had, what, 98 yards or so rushing against us. I mean, who's had that against us? That cat could go. I'm telling you, he every time he touched it, he was dynamic. So they had a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism there. And, um, you know, we, we didn't quite get home in the pass rush. And when that happens, you know, they, they get big mo working. And, man, I thought, you know, when they came out for the second half, I heard a darn horn blowing. I'm like, thank God we hadn't had to hear this thing the whole game. All of a sudden, the whole fourth quarter, we're listening to that stupid horn blowing the whole time. Man. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. Uh, Sark <laughs> said he was disappointed somewhat in tackling downfield. Uh, with some of the some sometimes in the secondary, uh, anything in particular other than just you know momentum for for TCU and they started hitting some plays. I mean, in in fairness, in fairness, Texas had a had a goal line stand in the third quarter. Yeah, locked them out. Tremendous yeah. effort, right? Mm-hmm. Then in the fourth quarter, they they had to make it on fourth and two on a juggled catch. Yeah, I mean they almost had two goal line stands that defense did. Yeah, uh, but you know, your your any other any other things to take away on defense? No, I think uh, you know we're we're not quite where we want to be at the safety position, maybe even the cornerback position. We know that 
we're not quite where we want to be from a from an elite level standpoint. And when you're not that elite, uh, and they've got some good players and they've got some speed, you, you're going to miss some tackles in space. And I think that's what's happened is we're missing a little bit in space. And and um, you know also they run that crossing pattern, and, and, and Jalen Ford's just he's he's a foot or two away from making the play in underneath coverage. But you know hats off to the quarterback. He looked him off came back and zipped it in there. And um, we know that, you know, the offense is going to win some battles against our defense. Let me ask you another question. Um, Texas in winning these tight games has done a pretty good job outside of turnovers, which happened against Kansas state Mm -hmm. of not having things build on themselves and doing playing dumb football. Okay. Mm -hmm. But on Saturday night, they had a couple of plays that I thought not, not smart football. Savion Red's penalty on the sideline, uh, the yeah. taunting penalty after the punt return. Then yeah. DeAndre Moore takes it out and only gets it to the 15-yard line. Yeah. Um, those are two penalties that – and you mentioned Christian Jones' procedure. Those are penalties that Texas hasn't been getting too many of. Mm-hmm. But, now you know, they, they it feels like they're becoming – they are a relatively smart football team but those weren't necessarily smart plays. What, what, what is your take on that? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Individual, I don't see it as a team problem. I see it as some individual problems. Both both uh, DeAndre Moore, I could watch, I saw him two or three kickoffs prior to that. I, I was watching him back there, and he was getting real frustrated because they were kicking through the end zone. And, and every time they'd kick it through the end zone, he'd shrug his shoulders and he'd get upset about, well, that's great. He wants to, he wants to bring it out. But then the one time they, they splashed it down on about the goal line, he brought it out and that was not a good decision. And then Savion's, you know, he's, you, you can tell he, he's got, he's got some of that dog in him and um, some individual characteristics come out, but they, they got to remember they're, they're, they're one eleven and they're part of the team and they're young guys and they need to, they need to fall in line and, 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 and take one for the team. They don't need to be pulling the individualistic stuff out to draw attention to themselves. So stay, stay in tune to what the team's trying to do and, and don't be individualistic when it comes to those uh, mistakes. One of the guys you, you asked me to talk about uh, is someone that you wanted to bring up in, in this uh, interview. Mm-hmm. And that is the Texas kicker, Burt Auburn mm-hmm. three for three on Saturday night, Brian, he uh, continues his, uh, you know, he's just been so hot since yeah. the Oklahoma game. He's been 11 of 11, 11 of his last 11. And I think it was important that he matched Griffin Kell's 52-yarder 
early from TCU, a guy that had only been 11 of 18 for the whole season. He comes yeah. out and he hits two quick field goals. One you didn't really expect. I think it was 56. It was a 56. Oh, 56. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it was crazy. He, I, I'm like, they're not going to kick this. And he just bombs it, you know. But, yeah, he like you said, he matched him. He, he erased him. And, yeah. and uh, he erased those those points. And uh, that was big because we don't go three for three. We're, we're in overtime. We're looking at the same deal we were looking at the week before at Kansas State. We're that close to going to overtime. And if we go into overtime, we're probably going into overtime against a hotter team than we are. And that's not good. So, uh, but, hey, he erased him. Great kicker. He's doing a great job for us. And um, that's what championship ball clubs do. And this is the other thing about Bert Auburn. If you remember right, the last kick that he had was a 49-yarder. I think it ties his personal long uh, of his career. But here, here's something to consider that. That was just two plays after the Longhorns lost Jonathan Brooks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, that's where I want to go. And, and so for him to pick Texas up a little bit yeah. and hit a long field goal just two plays after they lost what had been really their, their go-to guy on yeah. offense uh, during mm -hmm. that game, not only in the run game, but also that long catch and run by Jonathan Brooks. Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting. All right. Uh, I want to say uh, thank you one last time to our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker or Keller Williams. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jonathan Brooks and the injury situation in a second. Uh, but Laura is someone that you can count on in a time of need. If you have someone that wants to move to or from or within the Austin area, uh, give Laura a shout. 512-784-0505. She works with Keller Williams or reach out to her via email, laura at andyallenteam.com. All right, Sunday, uh, about 1 or 2 o'clock, I got uh, an email from the University of Texas that said Jonathan Brooks uh, is out uh, for the rest of the season. He is torn an ACL. Uh, what does that do to this Texas offense? What does it do to the team? Uh, they've suffered injuries. None have been season-ending, though, or to a player as vital and integral as Jonathan Brooks. What's what's the discussion topic here? Next man up mentality. Cedric Baxter needs to produce more than what he's producing. Um, it's time for him to grow up. He, it's his it's his ball now. Um, you know, uh, Blue is going to get his shot. Obviously, I think Whittington getting him touches in in and out of the backfield in different ways. Um, he he can he can take some of the load if Jonathan. Uh, Brooks is getting 22 carries a, a game. I definitely like C.J. Witt get you know six six to eight of those uh, along with, with Xavier and, and Adonai and J.T. We still got plenty of weapons. Uh, the offensive line is still playing solid. Uh, we got plenty of weapons. We just uh, got to figure out what personnel groupings we want to go with. Uh, put a lot of faith and trust in Cedric Baxter in Blue and 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 Jay Witt and um, you know uh, it might even be a deal that, uh, you know, we, we, we give Arch a chance to play a little bit and run some, some, some zone read stuff, especially in the red zone, maybe even short yardage. If we're going to stay spread, we've got we to gotta have a quarterback that can run in those situations. And I think a great way to be successful in the red zone, I'm not saying all over the field, but in the red zone, have an have a ability to be able to run the football and some zone read option stuff. And with Arch's legs, you know, I think he might be the guy to, to, to do that. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, 
you know, Brian, the other the other question that I have is a lot of people can say, well, is is Sark going to just try to throw the ball around the yard now uh, without a, a truly experienced tailback and someone that that has been so key? Is he going to start throwing it 35, 40 times a game instead of uh, what was Quinn? Yes, uh, Quinn on Saturday, uh, 22 of 33 um, for three, three and change. Is, is Sark going to suddenly change what this offense and who this offense is? I don't think so. I think Cedric Baxter's uh, good enough. You know, we, we don't know his health. I know he's 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 getting he's getting banged up a little bit from from folks, and he's not running like he should or whatever. He he may not be hundred percent healthy. We don't know that, and so we got to be fair to the kid. Uh, but hopefully, he is getting healthy. Hopefully, he is getting close to hundred percent. But uh, if he is, and he's going to be the guy, we got to put our faith and trust in him. Uh, no, we got to keep running the football. We've got guys that. J- Blue can run the football also. Blue can go. Blue's dynamic. He, he He's fast. Uh, take care of the football. Let Baxter, let Blue, um, let Jay Witt. Um, you know, we got guys that can carry the football. This University of Texas and uh, Jonathan Brooks is not the only tailback we've got. Got it. Hey, the other thing I would ask you uh, here uh, as it relates to, to all of this uh, with Texas and, and being nine and one, he, he, heading to Ames and this – three high safety stuff that Texas seems to have had problems with before. Uh, you have any, any thoughts about Bo Davis uh, two years ago, he had that rant on the bus. You and I weren't working with one another at that point in time. So I didn't get a chance to talk to you about that uh, back when that was going on. What were your thoughts about that? And, you know, it's two year anniversary of that essentially. Uh, was that a turning point you think in the, in Sark's rebuilding of, of, of Texas football? I think I think it was. I think uh, that's what it takes uh, um, to be able to call guys out like that. I've been on those buses before as a coach or a head coach, where you don't like the way your kids are acting after a loss. I've I've been there, and and uh, um, I probably wasn't as colorful as he was, but um, just as intense. And I appreciate what he did. I appreciate immensely what he did, and I respect what he did because he cares about winning. And yeah, it was part of the turning of the page and, and us realizing that the culture just wasn't in place. And, and since then we we've gotten the culture where it needs to be. And, and we do, we've got a winning culture. We're winning close football games in the fourth quarter. We're winning in November again. And um, you know, we may not like the way it looks. It may not be the blowout win like that we want that can help us with style points. But at this point in time in, in the trajectory of the program, a win is a win. And um, as long I'd rather our guys be winning the way they're winning right now than losing those close ones like we were back then when, as you referenced, what Mo Davis did. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, that's Brian Irwin, two-time head football coach, uh, state championship head winning football coach, Lamarck Cougars, also a head coach around the state of Texas for many, many years now in private business. Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, a lot of We get a lot of positive comments on you uh, on this channel. Uh, so we definitely appreciate you spending time with us every Monday uh, at uh, around noon. Uh, So lunch with the coach. Thanks, Brian. I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks also to uh, Laura Baker of Keller Williams. Uh, For Brian, I'm Bobby. Y'all have a good one. Hook them. Hook them.